What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Leads, your healthy dose of leadership. I am your host, TJ Reed, and this is episode 100. I am so excited. I am thinking back about seven months ago, taking the leap, not knowing if anybody would listen, not knowing if I was insane and crazy to just be thinking that some of my thoughts on leadership would help other people. But I'm so glad that I did. It's been a community of people that I've heard have been helped by this stuff. And uh, as of today, we are at a little over 3,500 downloads in seven months. So that's about 500 of our episodes downloaded each month. Uh, We are listened to in over 290 cities around the world. So when you think about 100 episodes, uh, that's almost three new cities for every episode that somebody listens to. And so thank you to all of our friends from the Philippines to Philadelphia. Uh, so grateful for friends and just people along the journey in this leadership journey. So, so glad that you're a part of this. Uh, this is an exciting milestone, and I believe for another 100 to come, uh, that'll just be so beneficial for all of us as we continue to talk about great leadership, because great leadership matters and healthy leadership matters, because that's what uh, builds great organizations, great communities, great families, whatever it is. And so, uh, Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm glad you're a part of this. So today, episode 100, I thought no better person to join me than the incomparable Jess Reed. And uh, as we began to talk about this, I wanted to talk about this topic uh, that, we, that we talked about together of living a life of no regrets, because I, I don't think there's anything more important. That's what we all want to do, and we strive to live our lives. And so uh, we wanted to take some time to talk about that. But before we talk about that topic of living a life of no regrets, let me introduce you to Jess. Jess, say hi. Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Jess Reed is a solopreneur weight loss coach, life coach, keto enthusiast, wife, and mother. Jess started her coaching practice as a side hustle back in 2017, and she recently left her 9 to 5 to pursue her coaching practice full-time. Her mission at her business, the Keto, weight, the keto Fit Weight Loss Coaching for Women, is to empower women through confidence-building catalyst of weight loss to become the best versions of themselves and to accomplish the dreams they have for their lives. Jess has over 12 years of experience in education, in counseling, and coaching. She holds an MA in Human Services Life Coaching from Regent University, and she is currently pursuing her coaching credentials through the International Coaching Federation. She lives in Virginia Beach with her husband, TJ, yours truly, and toddler baby girl, Elsie. Jess, thank you for being on Vitamin Lead this week. Uh, Would you just tell us a little bit about uh, your journey and how you got started coaching and why you started coaching? Well, sure. Um, I think for anyone that knows me, they'll understand about my personality that I've just always been bent towards wanting to fix things. And uh, often that includes people, which can be healthy or unhealthy. But I remember um, even as a kid and as a teenager, people would come to me for advice and I would listen. um, But I loved the giving advice part. Um, So eventually got into counseling after studying psychology. I thought, oh, this would be really cool 
to be like a therapist or a counselor, but ended up getting into counseling through, um, through the church as a lay counselor. Um, even of doing a lot of listening to people there, I still was giving a ton of advice. <laughs> so I think the thing that, that got me really drawn to coaching actually was that coaches don't give advice at all. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, it really flipped it on its head for me. Um, and one of the premises underlying coaching is that people uh, don't lack knowledge of what to do. They, they actually do know what to do. They just lack the motivation to do it. So a coach helps you to unlock that motivation and helps you to get unstuck and to figure out where you want to go, where you are right now, and how to move from where you are to where you want to be. That's awesome. Yeah. And so uh, why did I get into being a weight loss coach kind of goes along with my story of really struggling with weight my entire life. Um, and then in 2013, I tried out a low carb diet for the first time ever. And I felt like I had like discovered the cure to a disease or something. I just got really excited about it and really nerdy about it. And I started to dream in my heart of what it would be like to be able to share this with other women, um, both the practical, technical side of implementing a low-carb diet, but incorporating it in a really holistic way to start to explore some of the underlying um, rooted problems of why we uh, became overweight in the first place. That's awesome. And so you really help people to, to deal with those root issues that might be keeping them from their best selves, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of weight, weight loss is so, um, and, and being overweight is really complicated, I think, for women more so than men. Hmm. Well, that's good. Uh, so today we want to talk about living a life of no regrets. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for all of us to, to do that, but uh, we, we really want to try to tackle, uh, you had shared with me an article of, uh, I think it was nurses that were sharing, like, what are the, some of the top five regrets that people have uh, when, they're, when they're dying? Like, what are those things they reflect back on their life? And so let me just read those real quick. Uh, for those of you that haven't read this before, let me read the top five regrets of the dying, and then let's just tackle some of them if, if we could do that. So the top five regrets are this. Number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. That's the number one regret. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. Okay, so... Jess, let's, let's tackle that first one. To live a life true to myself and not to basically other people's expectations. Why is that so hard for us to do? Well, that's, uh, that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that we all struggle with this on, on some level or another. Some of us more so than others, I think, based on maybe our personality or our temperament. Um, some of us are just more naturally people pleasers and some of us more like you or don't, don't really struggle with uh, worrying about other people's opinions as much. And those of us who are, are like so jealous of people like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with how you were brought up, maybe by your parents, their parenting style, um, the way that you give and receive love. You know, if you've heard of the five love languages, maybe 
Um, but I think that it's important, first of all, to realize just the, the normalcy of it, of wanting to please other people, because it's just kind of a psychological need that we all have for love and acceptance and for praise and affirmation. And so um, naturally, our brains are going to try to figure out what do I need to do to get that? And we get that like dopamine hit when that happens. So it's very normal. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with us or that we're weak or weird. Um, we all need those things, but it can definitely become unhealthy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's just rooted in a lot of different things. It's Again, it's rooted in your personality. It's rooted in the way that you were brought up. It's rooted in uh, gender norms, particularly. I think women more so than men are really... Um, you know, feeling the weight of pleasing other people and meeting expectations and um, being everything to everyone. Um, I think even, you know, I can speak for myself, like sometimes it's your faith tradition that has a lot to do with it um, in terms of gender roles and, and the burden that you feel of um, really wanting to to please God, you know, in that way. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, just just to clarify, I my personality, I still do seek uh, <laughs> seek to please some people, and uh, I, I think some of that for me maybe is some of hurts and pains in the past that uh, are undealt with. Those are the some of the things I seek uh, to please other people. But you're right; sometimes I just don't really care too much about that. And so, how how have you? Uh, found help in that like how, how have you found ways to kind of overcome some of that um well I think that throughout my life I thought that I was free from it but then I realized that I really just moved from one set of expectations to another um and so it takes reflection and self-awareness to really realize that um but I think one thing that is a common thread throughout all of it when you can tell that it's that you're feeling the burden of other people's expectations is just that that stuck feeling um feeling trapped feeling like nothing's ever good enough um feeling like you are just overwhelmed and don't have enough time and um i think we've all been there right. so the thing that really helped me to try to get free from it is to um really try to identify my self-limiting beliefs. Um, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like I need to please other people? Why do I feel in particular like I need to pre uh, to please that person? Um, and then write out some of those things and take time to reflect on it and um, to really start to think in terms of values instead of just right and wrong um, has been something that's that's been helpful for me. Can you talk a little bit more about that, like thinking values instead of just right and wrong? Yeah, I think that um, in terms of pleasing other people, the people in your life that have told you what it is that they expect from you, like let's just say parents. Um, so they raised you to uh, work hard and go get a college degree and to make X amount of money. Like parents always have these dreams for their kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And so obviously they're going to communicate that to you either directly or indirectly. But as a child, you start to feel the weight of those things that you want to go and accomplish the things that are expected of you and that equals success. Um, so when I say think in terms of values instead of right and wrong, it's not that, um, because you want something different, 
than what your parents have raised you just for in this example it doesn't mean that your parents are wrong and that you're right Mm. it just means that you have a different set of values yeah and that's okay yeah yeah that's good i i was reading this week in uh tyler perry's book higher is waiting he was talking about uh one of his friends came over and they were really struggling with this this people pleasing thing mm-hmm. and uh he brought them out to like his nice lush grass which i'm sure is very lush with the billion dollars that he has <laughs> but um he had them standing there and they were like oh this is real nice grass real nice grass and then he goes well let's get some shade here with this and she's like you can't get shade here we're in the scalding hot sun and he goes, well, come on. You said this is just such nice grass. Like, just enjoy the, sh- the shade of the grass. And, you know, it, it's, it seems ridiculous for him to be saying this. So she goes, no, we need to get under the tree, under the shade or whatever. And what he was trying to get at was, you know, let the grass be the grass. Like, the, what, what their function is, like, the, what their value is and what they bring to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then let the tree be the tree the, of what they bring and stuff like that. And so don't try to make the grass the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sometimes a lot of things that we try to do with our parents mm-hmm. and other maybe authority figures in our lives as we try to make the grass the tree when it really just, it's, it's meant to be grass. Like, that's the value that they bring and we can't overcome that value, basically. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So just from kind of like a really practical thing is to figure out what your values are. Um, A a great tool that I like to use with a lot of my clients is called the VIA character assessment. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's totally free for anybody that wants to take it, VIA, VIA character.org. And sometimes it's really hard for us to identify our values, but that's a great free assessment and um, I've referenced it many times for myself when I start to feel lost or not sure which decision to make. I'll try to come back to my values and ask myself, um, you know, in light of my values, what should I do here? So I know I know people can look it up on the VIA character, but like, so what are some of your values that you that you live by so that people can get kind of an idea of what it is to live by your values? Yeah, I, I, I like the assessment because a lot of times, you know, if somebody just asked me like, oh, what are some of your values? You know, like you might say like, oh, you, you think in terms of what you value and you might say like, oh, I value family. I value faith. I value, you know, whatever it is that might come to mind. Mm-hmm. But when you take the assessment, um, it's called a character strengths assessment, but, but it, it is your values. Um, so like my top value is judgment. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, like, (laughs) like I I'm I'm judging every situation and, you know, not from like, oh, only God can judge me type of thing. But I'm I'm constantly applying like logic and I'm trying to objectively look at everything from all sides. Mm -hmm. And so that's my that is literally my top value in the situation is that is asking myself, have I examined this? as well as I could possibly possibly examine it to um, really understand it, probably so that I could fix it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is my top value. Um, prudence is another value of mine. And like, you wouldn't think like that that sounds really fun or great or whatever, but um, I, I do value that in the sense that I like to be able to be cautious and think through things carefully um, and be wise um, and be a good steward of, of, of all of it. So yeah, that's why I recommend people to go take that assessment because it's based on your behaviors. Um, and it's based on your personality 
because a lot of times, like I said, you hear the term values and you just start to think some of these things that we toss around all the time. Hmm. So, so this is the, the top regret, right? Like I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're, you're at the end of your life. You're a hundred years old. You've lived a long life. What's something that today's you hopes that your 100 year old you can say about yourself? Well, um, the top things that I want to be remembered for is that I was a great wife and a great mom, for sure. Um, But I also want to be remembered by all the, the women in my life that I've been able to connect with and encourage. So I feel like I'm definitely living that right now. I want that to continue to expand and that that would be something that uh, a fire that never goes out in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if this isn't a, uh, this is a good time to, to stop. And uh, if I could share uh, the Keto Fit, which is your weight loss coaching for women, it's www.theketofit.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O-F-I-T.com. Uh, if you or the ladies in your life uh, are interested in this, um, Jess is an incredible coach. Uh, she's helped numerous women uh, take these steps of not only uh, unlocking weight loss, but uh, some emotional freedom, I would say. Um, and uh, that's that's an exciting journey that you get to take with Jess. And so... Um, Let's stop right there for this first part of the interview. Uh, We only got through one of the things because I think that was a really good one to get through. Um, But we'll come back for part two uh, here at the middle of the week. And uh, we'll continue talking about uh, living a life of no regrets. So uh, thank you, everybody. This is part one. This has been episode 100 of uh, Vitamin Lead, Your Healthy Dose of Leadership. And we are here with the incomparable Jess Reed. Uh, of the keto fit. And so uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Bye-bye.